Hey, this is Last Coffee House. So there was a movie that was supposed to be coming out, and I kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. I've got mixed feelings when it comes to art and the content of art and the goals of art and what should be allowed versus not allowed. So there's a movie called The Hunt. I'm sure people have seen headlines about it now. It's supposed to be about people, presumably left-wing individuals, hunting, quote, deplorables. So presumably people who voted for Donald Trump of course, Hillary Clinton famously said that Trump voters, or most of them, or some of them, or something like that, I think she said some portion of them were deplorables. And so that was oft repeated, and it was kind of one of the earlier salvos against the entire electorate. At least it was taken that way uh, as a salvo against the entire electorate on one side. So this movie was supposed to be about that. Now, I can't remember, I think it was Sony or somebody. So whoever was going to be distributing the film pulled it after Trump criticized it, saying, it was too controversial or something like that. Uh, they weren't going to put it on there. It was it was right after El Paso and Dayton, so they probably didn't want to encourage more political violence in that way. But the question is, and the question becomes, is there some kind of a bar to artistic expression when it comes to either A, the effects, the actual effects it can have on the population, or if it just has a controversial topic? So at the outset, obviously, and this is incredibly stupid to have to say, this, but any kind of political violence, well, whether it's Antifa punching gay Asian journalists, or people punching Nazis, or people shooting up churches, or anything like that, any kind of violence, any kind of terrorism in that manner is wrong, unacceptable, it should not be the case. Obviously, it suggests, and anybody who's been listening to this particular podcast should be well aware that I advocate argument on any basis, on any topic, anywhere, anytime, and that's how you go against bad ideas. So anybody who's resorting to this kind of an effort has given up the argument. It's just like the church prosecuting heretics back in the day and burning them for having the wrong ideas. If you can't argue against them, <laughs> then you're going to resort to something else, you know, like screeching, heckler's veto, or assault, or murder. And that should not be the case. It should not be what people are using to try to effectuate their political opinions. So this should be obvious. It should be clear on all sides. It's often not that it's clear on all sides. But in this particular case, we have a movie that depicts the hunting and murdering of Trump supporters. And this is supposed to be some kind of a left-wing catharsis, I'm sure. I I would guess that it's not particularly complex in its understanding or depiction or the way that it treats the characters or anything like that. So the bigger question, is it really art? <laughs> what was that in? Was it F for Fake? Where they kept quoting that poem that talks about it's pretty, but it, is it art? So there's some kind of a line that we use. And, it, you know, it could be an arbitrary line, could be a subjective line that's different for every person. But what is art? And should it be censored for the sake of the population or potential reader or hearer or watcher? Of course, a lot of people have said historically, especially nowadays, they've said things like Huckleberry Finn need to be censored because of the content that they have and the effect that that can have on potential readers. Now that I would fight against tooth and nail. I would say that no, absolutely not. We shouldn't be censoring works of literature that clearly have
have all sorts of validity all over the place and interesting things to say and in that particular case I mean obviously Huckleberry Finn has a certain message but that's an easy easy case you know it has some language that's inflammatory or bothersome but it has all sorts of virtues and it specifically uses that to effectuate some kind of a an idea or ideal so it makes perfect sense fine that's easy that's an easy one so say this movie which I haven't seen nobody's seen I'm sure it'll come out on download or something like that and then people will watch it but okay this movie just assuming it doesn't have any redeeming qualities it's just a fantasy about murdering Trump supporters <laughs> that's the whole thing that's it should this kind of an artistic expression be allowed should it make it to theaters should it be distributed should it be watched should people go pay money to go watch it and generally I think we have to be as liberal in our attitudes as humanly possible when it comes to what we censor and what we don't I mean there are many controversial movies I remember that one movie what was it called Solo or something like that there's another one where they were like killing live animals and I watched it. that was so and there was like depictions of all sorts of horrible acts and blood everywhere and a whole bunch of terrible stuff so I didn't like it <laughs> it's something I watched at one point because it's part of the criterion collection but I didn't like it it's not something that I would pay for to go see in a theater it's not something I'd watch again or advocate anybody watching but should that kind of thing be barred should it be banned I mean there are certain clear lines like a depiction of a real murder on film for the sake of artistic expression uh yeah I think I'd draw the line there when it comes to something like this especially when it has even if it's a stupid political message when it has a political message uh, the kind of rejoinder to this okay if if some right winger wanted to make a movie that was depicting a white person who was going around killing immigrants or suspected immigrants who happen to be Hispanic if if somebody wanted to make a movie about that with the same people who might have advocated for the release of the movie about hunting Trump supporters would they advocate for the release of a movie about hunting immigrants and I think that's the primary issue here is that there shouldn't be a double standard on that basis if we're gonna do it we need to do it equally across the board this particular movie it was pulled and like I said we should be loath to censor any kind of artistic in quotes expression no matter what it happens what politics it happens to have or even what kind of controversial things it happens to do or show or say but there's there is a line so beyond that I mean obviously there's all this talk of violent rhetoric in the media and again if you're gonna draw those lines if you're gonna draw the line from Trump's rhetoric to a shooting in El Paso then why not draw the lines between all the other representatives who say terrible things and that where other people take them and do something horrible like concentration camps and the ice facility fire bomber who as far as I remember had an assault weapon uh, I mean it was I think he had an AR-15 it wasn't uh, it was semi-automatic it was an AR-15 which many many people have and don't use for illicit purposes but he had one of those he didn't get to use it he was shot and killed on site and of course the shooting with Steve Scalise and all the violence against Trump supporters and Bernie Sanders said that the Republican health care plans would kill 20,000 people and then this guy who was a left-wing supporter went and shot Republican congressional baseball game shot it up because he was trying to prevent them from doing this so if you want to draw those lines you have to draw those lines but even beyond that why not draw the lines between movies and violence and tv and violence and music and violence i mean obviously rap music there must be one person on the planet somewhere who listened to rap music and it was an important factor in them engaging in violence thereafter i mean i know it was something that i used to get pumped up i mean just in in pickup basketball games 
games. If I uh, listened to rap music in anticipation of one to get myself pumped up, I'm sure I was more inclined to throw a couple of elbows or, or push a little harder. It was a kind of priming effect that had that kind of effect on me. But, and video games, obviously Trump, doofus that he is, he brought up that video games were somehow to blame for this. Like, Call of Duty. I play Call of Duty all the time, okay? But the point, like, there are millions and millions of people that play Call of Duty and millions and millions of people don't commit acts of violence. So, therefore, I mean, you can't really use that as a significant causal relationship. And uh, this should be completely obvious to anybody. But what I mean is, if we're, we're going to draw disingenuous lines between people, between general rhetoric, criticizing the influx of illegal immigrants and the influx of, I think when he used infestation, he specifically used it in the context of MS-13 and those kinds of things, not just general immigrants anywhere. <laughs> Uh, and especially not legal immigrants. Uh, he wasn't talking about an infestation, but even if he was, even if he directly said that this is an infestation, we need to stop this. So if we're going to draw those lines, we have to be consistent. We have to be consistent as a policy, say that, okay, well, anybody who uses rhetoric that is inflammatory in a particular category, and then somebody cites that rhetoric or acts in accordance with that rhetoric, even if they took it to an extreme level, then we have to be consistent about it. You don't just get to cherry pick based on your biases and your your political ideas. So, I don't know. I mean, I'd rather this kind of a movie come out and then everybody gets to criticize it or vote with their wallets or tear it down or make a movie in response to it or something like that. I'd rather err on that side than censoring movies in general. It would be it would be incredibly offensive <laughs> to me. I would find it ridiculous and it would piss me off to no end and I'd make a podcast about it how terrible it was. But I don't like the the idea of censoring things just because it it has terrible ideas <laughs> or just because it, it advocates or seems to advocate something that's destructive uh, this kind of weird policing of what the zeitgeist gets to be exposed to when it comes to artistic expression. I don't I don't like that idea. But when it comes to the hunt, like I said, I'd rather err on the side of release and tear it to shreds or don't go see it and decry it to high heaven rather than um, not release it. I know there's, a, there's another movie. Oh my gosh. I saw it when I went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There was a preview for a movie that was a remake of Bonnie and Clyde. It was like a reimagining of Bonnie and Clyde, but it was with a black couple and they were, they had killed killed a police officer and so they were on the run and they were being supported by you know like the community was helping them out and all all this stuff i mean as if that's not going to inflame tensions between police officers and the black community even though proven unlawful police shootings or even the ones that are claimed to be unlawful and weren't proven and they were exonerated down the line even if you include those it's fraction it's barely anything it's an infinitesimal number of people that have to be involved in this and yet I heard educated people in 2019 in a law office talking about how they were they because of their skin color were worried about officers shooting them and you could tell it was this kind of self-conscious thing like they felt like they had to talk about it or respond to it or have something to say about it because it was all over the news and and their skin color tied them to it in some way so I understand to that degree but still it's I mean I know one year there were like 30 unarmed shootings and it didn't even delineate between the justified versus unjustified but that's I mean it's so it's such a fractionally tiny number and so completely mean 
meaningless. This is pure fear-mongering on that side. But do you think that this kind of a movie, the movie where it's Bonnie and Clyde, but they're running after having killed a police officer who was, you know, racist and evil and trying to do horrible things. Do you not, I mean, that's not going to inflame some interaction between police and a black motorist or somebody who's on, just walking the street or something like that? Of course it's going to have some effect somewhere, but if a million, two million people see the movie and it inflames, you know, three interactions with police officers, I think there were other causal factors at work that impacted what's going to happen there. So it's just, uh, I don't think it's justified. I don't think it's right to hold these things responsible or to censor this kind of media on the basis of it's controversial or it might impact what some crazy person does based on a hundred million other factors that we don't even, we don't even have the capability to take into account. Anyway, that was a bit of a, a ramble. It wasn't particularly clear, but I just wanted to kind of explore what was going on with this movie and this movie cancellation and where, what we hold responsible for what. Because people love to just, in a disingenuous fit, they love to just say, no, I got it. I, I understand what caused this thing, even though this thing has a hundred million other causes. Obviously, the vast majority of the American population heard every ounce of Trump's rhetoric related to immigration. They heard it multiple times, and roughly one of them engaged in a mass shooting potentially based on that rhetoric, even though he explicitly denounced, he said it wasn't because of Trump, and they believed these things all the way, way back before Trump was president or whatever. But just assuming that he, even he says in the manifesto, it's because of Trump. Trump had some great rhetoric about this. He inspired me to go out and do this killing. So out of the 350 million people <laughs> that that heard his rhetoric, one person engages in this, this activity and we say that's the causal factor? That makes no sense. That's ridiculous. Just like when it comes to a movie, even if it inflamed either a reactionary response where Republicans go out and start beating up liberals or the positive response of some extreme liberals decide to go out and do their own hunt of Trump supporters. Still, those aren't the causal factor. Like, that's not the causal factor you know, that we need to be concerned with unless that was the only person who saw the movie and then went out and did that. So we, I just think people need to be honest about what they know and they don't know. This is something that we've been kind of growing into over the course of millions of years, <laughs> growing into being honest about we, what we know and we don't know. And religion was one of those things that for a long time, it was this space wherein we could say, no, we know all of these things. We've got all these things down. We might not know a bunch of these other things, but we've got all these things down. You don't get to challenge that. We've got them figured out. And we finally break that down and say that, no, it's scientific method. We have to do that. And But most people aren't scientists. And even scientists do their little biased fits because they're trying to live their lives and make money and, and protect their egos and all that stuff. But the whole next step needs to be that we recognize how limited our cognition is and that we know very little, especially when it comes to complex systems like what causes mass shootings or what we should do about guns or how bad illegal immigration is. I mean, all those things are vastly more complicated than any one person, especially a person who just spent an hour and a half studying it on the internet. Much more vastly complicated than we could possibly contain in our tiny primate brains. So we need to be more honest and have more humility about this kind of a thing. Anyway, that's the last coffee house. <laughs> so I appreciate anybody who's bought the book. I appreciate it. It's on Amazon. It's John Shade Reads, Aspiring 
authors. It's only if you're interested in literature and kind of the mechanics of literature and writing tips and, and that sort of thing. I had a lot of fun writing it. I hope people have a lot of fun reading it. But that's, that's it. I appreciate it. Have a good day. All right, bye. <laughs>